Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, so let's open up with a prayer, please. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, you instructed the hearts of thy faithful by the light of thy Holy Spirit, Grant us by the same Holy Spirit to have right judgment in all things, and ever to rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Church, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So... The subject matter I'm going to read to you is an article from Church Militant, written by Dave Gordon. I believe this is Timothy Gordon's brother. And um, the name of the article is The Left and Incrementalism. Incrementalism. Interesting word. Uh, It's uh, June 29th, 2020. The march towards Marxism is a journey of a thousand steps. So I'd like to read the article. So let's begin. The West is lurching leftward, one crisis at a time. But our leaders are too obtuse to recognize it and too yellow to indirect it regardless. Marxist progressives are cunning. They know their political and religious agenda, perverse as it is, would prove repugnant to most people if it were unveiled in one full swoop. So instead of forthrightly declaring their intentions, their ultimate goals for society, leftists roll back the curtain on their policy. Sorry. Once more, it's Brooklyn and I have the window open. I don't have a studio. So instead of fortrightly declaring their intentions, their ultimate goals for society left us roll back the current on their policy initiative slowly, methodically, sporadically, with recurring periods of status quo giving way to frenzied sprints towards Bolshevism, like bouts of tranquility between waves of retching. The methods of advancement through punctuated equilibrium, is indispensable for the left. It is called incrementalism. But incrementalism is itself dependent on current events, the the news cycle, to serve as a catalyst for its employment. As the saying goes, necessity is the mother of invention. If progressives are to... Uh, uh, reinvent, read, destroy Western society. He's recommending a book here, read, destroy Western society. They must provide a defensible reason for their desire to do so. After all, it's idiomatic that one ought to not fix what isn't broken. And so leftists bide their time, lying in wait for a current event, preferably a tragic one that will stir our emotions, that can be marketed as an emergency to present itself so they can pr- pounce, 
rolling out extremist policy initiatives, one after the next, supposedly aimed at curtailing the crisis. Then they go on offensive, accusing everyone who objects to their Marxist proposals as racist, sexist, racist, homophobic, racist, heartless, racist, and generally retrograde, and don't forget racist, all dissenters are labeled enemies of the people. I'm going to stop right here for a minute. So let me go back just a little bit here. Uh, then they go on offensive, accusing everyone who objects to their Marxist proposals as racist, sexist, racist, homophobic, racist, heartless, racist, and generally retrograde. And don't forget, racist, all dissenters are labeled enemies of the people. By piggybacking their proposals on national tragedies, leftists make it seem as if the old system is an object failure, that it needs to be radically changed if we're to live in a truly just and fully functional society. That is why Ram Emanuel, who served as White House Chief of Staff under President Obama, infamously exhorted radicals to never let a crisis go to waste. The long march towards Marxism is an exaggeration of a thousands of steps. Each step must be justified to garner public approval, and each step takes the left a little bit closer to their end game. Let me um, stop right here for a minute. I think his quote was, never let a good crisis go to waste. But he's right about it, definitely. Ram Emanuel did say that. Incrementalism has heretofore been a resoundingly successful strategy for the left because in order to combat it, conservatives need to fight and win thousands of little battles, battles which, when considered in isolation, seem trivial and inconsequential battles that there is no political will on the right to fight. Indeed, you'll often hear moderate conservatives chiding their brethren with asinine conventional wisdom of our era, virtue signaling with false counsels like you've got to uh, pick your battles and uh, discretion is the is the better discretion is the better part of valor. There's nothing virtuous about being non-combative in the face of machinations of wicked men, though. Aquinas teaches, if one is angry in accordance with right reason, one's anger is deserving of praise, and that lack of the passion of anger is a vice. While men of the West are capable of engaging with peerless ferocity and bravery when our hearts are truly in a fight, the left knows that our Achilles heel is our deci decisive decisiveness and perseverance. Our lack of the latter is how we are st stemmed in the Vietnam War. The communists knew that if they could not defeat us through force of arms, they couldn't, then they could outlast us and break our will, if only they could sufficiently endure and make it a war of attrition. 
and they succeeded because they had the meta strategy and we didn't. Here's a tweet. There's nothing virtuous about being non-compative in the face of the machinations of wicked men. It's just the same in the culture wars being fought today. The left knows what it needs to do. It just needs to march the ball slowly down the grid, the gridiron, and it will eventually achieve total victory. A long series of unglamorous run plays with minim, minimum gains will suffice. In fact, marginal pickups are best since they attract the least negative attention. Mathematically speaking, given a long enough span of time, everything that is possible to happen will happen. So given the fact that only the left is on offensive imposing its political agenda, while the right is relegated to playing defense and poorly, I might add, progressivism is destined to prevail. So I propose the new anti-incrementalism, meta-strategy for the right. Fight every political and cultural battle with pep and vinegar. Vigor and dispatch. As if the survival of the nation depended upon the fortunes of that very clash. Indeed, the survival of the nation does depend on the outcome of a thousand small battles. Don't listen to the Fawkes wisdom of the cowardly talking heads who seeking appropriation in the eyes of the world and God simultaneously and an exercise in fatality poison our minds with their saccharine moderation. If we are to stifle the left's incrementalism, we need to hold every single inch of our ground. Our motto must be ni shagu nazat, <laughs> not one step backward. I hope I didn't say that very well, but the term that translated is not one step backwards. And here's a tweet. Indeed, the survival of the nation does depend on the outcome of a thousand small battles. The West's tendency to crumble in the face of incremental attacks is, an, is as rampant as it is pathetic. Only two short years ago, when Colin Kaepernick began his adolescent dog and pony show of kneeling during the national anthem to protest alleged racism in law enforcement, American men were almost universally enraged by the prima donna's um, quasi-trenuous symbolic speech. Every one uh, initiated the obvious. Kneeling during the national anthem shows contempt and disdain, not just for the flag or for the military, as spineless members of the right have long claimed, but for America herself. And yet, after the death of George Floyd, which is devoid of evidence of a racial motive, incidentally, and in the face of renewed pressure from Black Lives Matter, BLM, to condone the football players kneeling, NFL Commissioner Roger Godwell has involved flip-flopped on kneeling, now conceding that he understands Kaepernick's position and intimidating that he no longer disproves of the gesture. So, 
After a two-year campaign, the left has changed the rules. American citizens can publicly de degenerate America with impunity, at least, if, they, if the disrespect is nominally tied to the sacred cow of racism. Previous slayings of black men at the hands of the police, deaths that, that some deemed unjustifiable with varying degrees of accuracy, spawned waves of iconoclasm, vandalism, destruction of statues, of renowned historical figures, including many founding fathers, generals, and saints, deemed by leftists to be not woke enough due to, their, to the archaic vices and opinions that they harbored. However, in the past, this destruction of monuments was roundly condemned. Even Democrats used to pretend by necessity to love George Washington and Christopher Columbus. So even the left, like he says, even Democrats used to pretend by necessity to love George Washington and Christopher Columbus. In the wake of George Floyd's death, however, the mainstream left was widely accepted, has widely accepted the barbarism of the mob, lauding and abetting the spray painting and toppling of historical monuments. Cultural uh, Philistinism has been green-lighted as long as a social justice warrior Philistinism. Calls from the left to change the name of cities like St. Louis and Columbus because of the ostensible social justice sins of their namesake used to be met with mockery and derision. They were the stereotypical fodder of college Republican punchlines nationwide. But after one isolated killing, a killing completely unre unrelated to the historical figures in the question. Many community leaders, not just random loons of the street in such cities, are taking petitions for rebranding seriously. Manufactured BLM, Black Lives Matter, outrage has also been directed towards Western churches, commonplace depictions of Christ and the members of the Holy Family as light-skinned people, Leftists claim that such iconography tends to be tends to defy whiteness and that it represents the marginalization of people of other races. In response, some religious leaders, including the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Willoughby, have announced that they will be removing some of the offending statuary from the churches under their dominion. And a tweet here. The medicine of for incrementalism is numbered among the cardinal virtues fortitude so because of the of the scheming of the left and the pandering of the right after one tragedy a tragedy that for all we know was absolutely nothing to do with racism social et moral mores have changed so that that is now permissible to openly askew the virtue of patriotism and flaunt disdain for america hate the founding fathers, the honorable military leaders of the Confederacy, and the Catholic saints who risked their lives for Christ, evangelize savages, raise, ra raise artwork that doesn't conform to the overall sensibilities of modern social justice warrior, dictate to churches the, the primitives of their iconography and how they may think of God. Obviously, the foregoing gains will not sate the ravenous bloodlust of the left. Far from it. Marxist progressives will not be appeased. 
till they are vanquished from the face of the earth. Every remnant of constitutionally gridded civil society in Christendom have made this new conquest more milestones on the path to a godless regime of worldwide. Collectivist hell, the left will use its spoils of war to prepare itself for the next campaign, a campaign that will surely bring it one step closer to decisively preaching Oh, I'm sorry, to decisively breaching the walls of our keep. So stop trying to kill him with kindness and all other nonsense that for decades ad nuism, smug cowardice on the right have been scolding us about it. Instead, fight tooth and nail in every battle for every inch of ground to be content to yield even on a marginal or peripheral issue, even on our rare occasion, once in a blue moon, as they say, is is to doom civil society and Christendom to death, perhaps at some unhappy day far in the future, but doom is to death nevertheless. The medicine for incrementalism is numbered among the cardinal virtues, fortitude, thus to channel the timeless sentiment of the dauntless Churchill, we shall fight on the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds, we shall fight in the fields and in the streets, we shall fight the, in the hills, we shall never surrender. David Gordon holds university degree in political science, law, and theology. He is co-author with his brother, Tim, of Rules for Retrogrades, 40 Tactics to Defeat the Radical Left. Dave and Tim also co-host a YouTube show and podcast. Gordon is an associate copy editor at Church Militant. I think this was a great article. So let's review what we've read here. Now, he's saying here that the left likes to attack to wear down society. And they're right. They are wearing us down. What now... Colin Kaepernick was kneeling a couple of years ago, which he wouldn't, he, you know, he, he knelt during the national anthem, which was really an insult against America. And he, they're totally right about that. Now, what happened was ever since the George Floyd incident, and it's really strange, the fact that this guy knelt down on the guy's neck, put his knee on the man's neck, and all of a sudden, now it's completely... Um, now that Kaepernick does it, the NFL doesn't say anything. And what they're doing is, is that they're basically chipping away, chipping away on the morale of the country, chipping away, slowly breaking the foundation. And the fact that we're such a corporate country now, everything is about money, but, you know, advertisement. They don't want negative advertisement. They don't want to lose money. And this came just right off the heels of the, of the pandemic, where it cost the country a lot of money, the shutdown. And they know this. They know the weakness of the country when it comes to financial, when it comes to the golden cow of money, which is true, unfortunately. That's, this is how everything runs. And so these guys now, they know. They know the power of football. They know the power of sports in the country. They know the power of advertisement. They know the power of the economy. They know the importance of it. 
they have all they have all the Achilles heels on the list and celebrities and movies and everything you know they know what's important to the nation but the one sad fact is is that we don't have the morals anymore the virtues that we need to be a country we're very detached culturally religiously we're detached from everything we're not we're, we're not a, a what do you call it a, a you know, homogenous country. We're not a country with one culture anymore. Our culture is basically the economy. It's basically the sports. It's basically entertainment. We are a country that no longer has any particular religious or cultural roots. You could say about Protestantism and Christianity, but it really isn't because we really are, uh, you know, a melting pot. And one of the things we've sacrificed, we sacrifice an identity that can hold us together. And they know, they knew this because for years they had control of the school system. And with the school system, they also chipped away. They never bothered to build a, a unity, a bond within the country. And they used racism, race as the Achilles heel. And they knew the power of what a, a division is. Race is the biggest division that they, they, they have as their weapon. And, you saw it right there in the article. Racist, bigot, homophobe, racist, bigot, homophobe, insensitive. You know, all those things. It's a weapon. And it's, they use it in a religious term, like blasphemy in, 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 in a religious environment. This is their weapon. You're called a homophobe, you're called a bigot, you're called a racist, and they, and, and they know the power of these words and the fear. People will shun you, ostracize you, excommunicate you, not so much because of the words, because they're afraid to be associated with you. All right? That's what they're afraid of. If you associate with this bigot, this homophobe, this racist, then you must be with him. And that is the biggest fear. So you lose your job. You lose everything. You are ostracized. You are now persona non grata. You have a brand on you like the scarlet letter you are no, you, or the mark of Cain. And suddenly you are ostracized from the rest of society. And the problem is, is that our political leaders... Always play it safe. They do not play it. They do not care for the social well-being or the health and well-being, the national well-being of the country. That is no longer their most important thing. One of the biggest important things is materialism. We're such a materialistic country. We've let the corporations be our armor. All right, Facebook, Google, Twitter, Instagram, Coca-Cola, the, the, the hygienics company, the you know, shampoo and everything, the clothing company. Money is the biggest important thing. Money is the biggest important thing. And social media has everything by, I'm going to say the word, kahunas. They know exactly how to hold on to them. And so, therefore, if you do not denounce this person or stop supporting or start sponsoring them, then you, we, you will lose money. People won't buy your product. Look what they did to Magic, a game which was a, mag uh, a, a card game. 
for kids, which dealt with the soup, you know, mostly like sword and sorcery, like a Dungeons and Dragons game. They called it racist. They got hold of the comic book company and they're putting social justice, LGBTQ in there. What we need to do is, unfortunately, as Christians and Catholics, we need to retake the high ground. We need to constantly go forward in the offensive to constantly attack and attack mode. No backward steps, no falling backwards. We need to go forward and keep ramming right through. And we need to take the education system, as I said it before in other podcasts, we need to take the arts back. We need to take the culture back. And we have to stop. We cannot let this anymore. We need to figure out a way to stop funding these cult, these institutions. Recently, right now, I heard in that in Baltimore, the school system, millions and millions of dollars are poured into the Baltimore school, school system. And the kids there in these poor schools can't do math. Can't do math. They can't, a lot of them can't spell. They can't compete with other foreign students like the Japanese and the Chinese and the Europeans. The school system has destroyed the kids. So they're left as open, open for radicalization as zombies. They can't reason. They can't think. They need to be part of something. So they become part of a mob. And this is the problem with our system. Go online, read this article. You have to read this article, please. Read it and study it. All right? So... God bless, and I'll be, a, I'll be back soon with you, hopefully with another article. I'm going to start reading the uh, Vatican II articles on, on the podcast so that we could, uh, you guys can really better understand it. Maybe I might read this article again. Hopefully, I'll be able to do it better than I did before because I know I mispronounced some words. But read this article, and really, think about it. I think you should get the rules for retrogrades. Um, go online, Tim Gordon and uh, David Gordon. They, I think it's a great book. It's something that can help us. And I think we need to, um, we need, really need to develop a tactic how to face against this, uh, this madness of um, Marxism. And uh, really, uh, guys, really talk to people that you know are reasonable if Joe Biden wins, it's going to be bad for everybody because he's not going to last in the White House. I'll give him between six and nine months. Imagine Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez having access to some power. Imagine Ilhan Omar in the White House. Imagine the Talib woman. Imagine other women and, and other people, not because of the fact that they're women, but because of their Marxist ideology. Imagine these people in there. All right, I would say this. One term. People will, people will be complaining how bad it is. It will be one term. But do you really want that? Do you really want to risk, risk four years? Four years of a disaster. Can any of us risk four years of a disaster? All right. They're going to come out after your churches. They're going to come after you. They're going to come after everything. They're going to come after all of us. All right. And the country is going to be even more 
divided. I mean, yeah, people are bending the knee and people are scared. But at some point, people are going to say no more. And it's going to explode. And it's going to become a disaster. You think it's bad now with all this looting and, and all this going on? What happens when it finally turns into a civil war? All right? What happens when it finally gets worse? Okay, the country may not make it. It, it may not make it. But the fact is, what will be left at the end of four years? Will there be much of a country left? Will there be much of an economy? Will the European Union, will the globalists come in and take over? Will there be, will be the states, you know, breaking away? Could happen. This, this basically is about destroying the United States of America. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you have to think about it. It's not impossible. It can happen. It can really happen. And I truly believe that we need to get things back in order. All right. It, we need to get things back in order. I'm going to end it here. Let's say a Hail Mary and a glory be. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Heavenly Father, please, we pray for this country. We pray for this nation. We pray that you wake up all Christians, Protestant, Catholic, Orthodox, and even Jews and other people, please um, help our country, save our country, and give us good leadership and give wisdom to the leadership we have now and help us to please fight and keep the enemy away. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.